0: So in the book of Joshua, you think about uh, as you go through uh, Genesis and Exodus, uh, and you get all this information. Where the, the people coming uh, out of Exodus? What where are, they, where are they? What's the history here? What are they? they, they they're they're going to wander. They're going to be in Egypt, right? They're going to come out. Yeah. Eventually become their slaves. First they were good standing because Joseph was with him. But when Joseph death, Pharaoh arose that didn't know him, and he began to kind of persecute the Israelites. So he they they're there in Egypt, they begin persecuting, being being persecuted. Um God has told them they're gonna raise up a deliverer, and that deliverer is who? Moses. Moses is gonna be born. You remember the history of being hidden and being raised by Pharaoh's daughter? And he goes and he knows the Egyptian way and he takes the people out. They wander in the wilderness, if you will. Uh, You know, without going through all the specifics, they come to the promised land one time and what happens? Do you remember? They didn't think they could take it. Did they get to go in? No. Yeah. yeah, so uh, they go back into wandering, right? They go back, stay in the wilderness there. Um, and Joshua, the book of Joshua brings you, um, as you follow them through uh, the people of Israel from out of Egypt, it brings them to the border of the promised land. Um. A lot of times where we do you say that Exodus and Deuteronomy and all those are, are history books. And rightly so, they, they are. But we can say more, I think, along the lines as you go back and you review that and, and review the history of God's people. Uh, we see an important theme in those books. And it's how that God is going to save his people. Um, the books there that, that we're talking about Exodus there and, and uh, Deuteronomy and things we see that they're pictures of, of God's people's redemption uh, in the book of Exodus we saw or we can see that God is going to raise up a deliverer we talked about that to crush the enemy and set us free from our slavery uh, Leviticus Leviticus uh, we would learn that if we're going to be God's people, then we must be a holy people and one devoted to the Lord. Now, has that changed today? Has that same theme changed? No. Now, this was for our Old old, old Testament study and for the people of God, but that has not changed. So then in the book of Numbers, uh, you learn that as they travel through the wilderness, the promised land, uh... And even for us today, they should not have rebelled. Neither should we. Um, But what happened? Did they rebel? Yeah. So the history of God's people is still, God wants to save them, but they still rebel. We still see that same same thing today. Um, So, and I guess we could say today, if we're going to be God's people and even as it stuck with these people here, then we must be a holy people and a devoted people. Those, these people had to learn that the hard way, didn't they? Most people do, right? They, they, they had to learn it the hard way, don't they? Um, but these people do. So in the book of Numbers, uh, again, we see that uh, they travel through there, and, and as far as rebelling, they do. Um, now, think about this point. No one who rebels against God, not even Moses. Moses was what? He was a great leader, wasn't he? Yeah, chosen by God. Um, But he rebelled, didn't he? He he sinned, didn't he? Um, And no one, even Moses, or anyone who rebels against God will not enter into God's promises. Now, how does that apply to us today? We're talking about the promised land here. That's right. If we rebel, we will not enter heaven. If we are not a holy people, we will not enter heaven. Uh, if we're not a devoted people, these people had to learn not to rebel, to be holy, to be uh, devoted, to receive those promises. So the book of Deuteronomy um, we see that at the end of the promised land, you must have a heart that desires God. Now, I'm just laying out some in this introduction, laying out some things that we'll need to think about as we go through this study. Um, so, you, you must have that uh, heart that desires God. One can ask themselves tonight, does my heart truly desire God? You know, that's a very eye-opening statement, if we are really, if if really honest with ourselves, do does my actions, does my life, do the things I do or the things I do not do truly say that I desire God? Do we desire God's law? Um, do we understand that God is the reason that we can enter the promised land, even heaven? Uh, do we understand that uh, God wants understanding hearts? that truly see those principles. So now in the book of Joshua, um, a lot of times we study and we read the book of Joshua just kind of as a a narrative. Um, And it's really easy to do that because Joshua's filled with what? A lot of what? A lot of stories? Is that right? Yeah, Joshua's filled with a lot of stories. We a lot of stories that we tell our children, don't we? Uh, we teach them about how Israel conquered Jericho uh, and occupied the land uh, and other other stories as well. Uh, but I want you to think about this as we go through this study. This book is filled with pictures of redemption. To be redeemed, if you will. Um, and through this study, there are a couple things that I want, and you may jot these down so that you don't forget them, but there are going to be two major things that we're going to look at through this study. And number one being that God will keep his promises uh, of people entering the promised land. Now that's number one, God will keep His promises. Now, secondly, that I want you to remember as we go through this study, and as you read through the weeks on your own, I want you to keep these two things in mind. That's why I said jot them down as you read through that. Uh, Secondly, success to enter that promised land depends on his people being strong and courageous. Strong and courageous to serve the Lord. To trust in his promises. Now if you don't trust something, you don't what? You don't believe in it, right? I'm always coaching my daughter playing golf. Uh, yesterday we played in Crossville and had a pretty tough day. Uh, it was pretty tough. Didn't Even though she did place third, we still had a tough day. Um but one of the things I kept coaching us saying I said you gotta trust your clubs. Well, in golf, if you know anything about golf, every club is designated for a certain distance. And you as a golfer have to know you have to know what that distance is for each club. And a lot of times in, in her in her match yesterday, she wasn't trusting her clubs. She'd say, oh, I may, it may get me over, or it may be too far, maybe may be too short. Uh, but trust being, being the, the key, and same thing in our spirituality. The question that we have to ask ourselves as we begin this study in Joshua, just as these people had to ask themselves this question, Will we be courageous, strong and courageous enough to believe in God's promises? Now, if anyone asks, if anyone would ask you tonight, do you believe in God's promises? Do you believe that there's a heaven? Do you believe there's a hell? Do you believe God will help you get there? Most certainly we will say, yes, we do. We believe that. But the question lies at the end of that, will we have the strength? To trust in God or not. Now, this is the bottom line to all that I just said. If you and I want success, we better have faith. Just like when I ask these kids up here every week, what's true success? What's true failure? If we want to have success, and when I ask them what success is, what's the number one thing they say? Live in your life and what? Go into heaven. That's true success. So if we want true success in our lives, we better have faith. And we better do what it takes to develop that faith and to grow that faith and lean on that faith. Now that's the key. That's the bottom line of what we're going to be looking at here. So this introduction sets up a lot of different things for us. Um, Moses cannot or does not lead the people into the promised land. But Joshua what? takes Takes over and does, doesn't he? He will lead them. Uh, Joshua will lead the people and give them rest. Joshua, we could say, is the new Moses. Now, Moses is the only leader that these people, what? Have ever had. Now, you think about that. When leaders of whoever, things we can associate with today, when, when we lose those leaders or our older members or things, you know how, how does that how does that affect us? You know you, you think about you know uh, how it affected these people. So Joshua, we can say, is the, is the new Moses, uh, which we'll see throughout the book of Joshua. Uh, the redemption events of the Exodus will be repeated in the book of Joshua. Uh, the Scriptures make it very easy for us to see. Uh, the salvation and the redemption and God's promises being kept, all that very well will be very well easily seen. Um, now you, you take uh, Joshua. Was Joshua's name Joshua always? What was it? Do you remember? Hosea. Who gave him that name? Wasn't it Moses that changed it for him? Refer to him in that name, salvation. Um, Joshua actually meaning Jesus, if you will. Just like uh, one's Greek, one's um, well, I just lost my thought. Hebrew, Hebrew. one's Greek, one Hebrew. Um, you know, like Saul and Paul. You know, same, same, same difference. So, you know, Joshua meaning Yahweh saves. Numbers thirteen and verse sixteen. Uh, makes a reference to that. So throughout this study, what I wanted you to do is keep your eye on the New Testament. And as we study the book of Joshua, because Joshua and the work, I want you to see what Joshua and the work that he does through God and how God accomplishes it actually through him uh, and how he will bring his people into an eternal Promised land. Um, You know, God even here, God even today is calling for his people to have a deeper faith. Uh, He's calling his people to be strong and courageous. Why do you think I keep using that phrase, strong and courageous? If you've read already, it's repeated three times in chapter one. Um. And we'll get to that just just in a moment. Um, But here they have their second chance uh, to enter the Promised Land after a a failure of the first time. And and with those things in mind, I want us to to view this this study with all that I have just laid out uh, for you. And, And I guess the question, I guess, uh, I can say right now, are we truly listening to what we're about to dive into? A deeper faith, be strong and courageous, trusting God and His promises is what these people were being told by a new leader. And the only one they, like I said, the only one they ever had was Moses. That's all they ever knew. So imagine the scene. You look at Joshua chapter 1, uh, you take verses 1 and and verse 2. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to the pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land at which I am giving to them, the children of Israel." Now God says to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. As we just read, the person who has been, as we've already noted, God's leader for the people of Israel—you know—all of Joshua's life has died. We can think about Moses and his uh, his personality, the humble person. Uh, in his life, that he was no longer leading the people. And Moses could not complete the mission, but the Lord comes to Joshua here and says, now is the time for you to finish the task. How do you think Joshua felt at that point? How would you feel if you had been Joshua? Noah and Joshua, no other leader have you known, all your life, you've went through this, you've went through that, they've seen you through that, you trusted in them, now it says they're dead. Now it's your time. How do you, how do you think? No pressure? No pressure? <laughs> a great deal of no doubt. Yeah. So he had some leadership, didn't he? He had some leadership He'd abilities. He'd been groomed for the position that he was going to take by Moses and by God. You, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, what about us today? Let's take it in the church. Let's take it right here. We have our two leaders that oversee this congregation. Now, Lord help them. We want them to live forever. But are they? No, we're men. We're going to die like everybody else. We're going to die like everybody else. not no longer be any more Jimmy Anderson, Brother Jimmy Netherton, no more Charlie Ward. That's the three I remember eventually I won't be your preacher eventually so all the people now for some of you these men have been your elders all your life for some of you whether you're young or whether you're old now what does that present to you as men. We as men. Let me put it that way. Joshua was groomed. Joshua took the responsibility. Joshua had to step up to responsibility to do that. So, what does that say for us? We need to be grooming ourselves. Exactly right, Jason. We need to be grooming ourselves. Do you think Joshua learned anything from Moses? Sure. Yeah, he did. Have you learned anything from our leaders in this this congregation? Yeah. You groom yourself. As men, young ladies, you look at our elderly ladies and the ladies, how they they conduct themselves and how they look at things. It says the older are to do what? Teach what? Teach the younger younger ladies. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, necessity in that <laughs> um, because all, but only, only, only that teaching can happen is if there's a right heart and right attitude because a lot of times our younger look at our older and say ah, I ain't going to be like them they're a stick in the mud um, there's a lot of things that we can learn uh, from that so again that's the same thing that we face today verses 1 through 9 we've already read 1 and 2 uh, but let's go ahead and read through, uh, through verse 9. My time slipping away. Um, verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea, Toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I with Moses, as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers and to, to give them. that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you to be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid, nor, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, the Lord comes to Joshua, tells him he's going to lead the people of the promised land. God's purposes, or promises, if you will, continue even as the the greatest of God's servants pass away. So, that's a lesson for us. Men will die, but God's promises and God's work must, what? Continue and go on. The promises does not stop. The work doesn't as well. And what is, it, what is Joshua told here? That everywhere he puts his foot, what's going to happen? Land of God. Yeah, man, how, how much better does that get? No one, he goes on, and, and uh, one in verse 3 and, and, uh, and following there, says no one will be able to stand against you all the days uh, of your life. We're on in verse 5. Now listen to those encouraging words there. He says as we just read, just as I was what? Moses. With Moses. He said I'll be with you. He said I won't forsake you. Repeat, Hebrews 13, 5. Exactly. We have seen how God was with Moses and now God will be with Joshua the same way. God will not leave him or forsake him. Now this statement right there becomes the basis of God's charge to Joshua. The basis for verse 6. He says, oh, be strong and of good courage or courageous. And I guess we could ask the question, how can Joshua be strong and courageous? How is that? Because what? God's with him. God won't fail him. Same thing for us today. How can we be of good courage and strong and courageous and face things that we face in our life? Because what? God is with us. God says, I will give you success. Does God tell us that today? Yes. Seek ye first, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Yeah. If God's God's with you, who can be against you? God tells us the same thing today, doesn't He? No one will ever succeed against Him. Notice what He's telling Joshua here. And He'll cause the people to inherit the promises. Now, notice in verse 7. By the way, Joshua, if you didn't get it the first time, here it is again. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. And what does he say? He goes on talking about following the what? Stay with the law. Stay with the law. Being, exactly. Being strong and courageous for these people was to, to follow the law. To keep what was given to it. Does that same thing apply today? We think about being strong and courageous as being what? Muscles. I, yeah, I, I, anything physical, whatever the case may be, but realistically, being strong and courageous is keeping the law of God. Just as he told them here in this, in these words that we're just just reading here. That's right. Remember, go back to that state. That statement I made earlier. If we're going to be successful, you better what? Have faith. Now, our success, we have successes here on this earth, but our main success comes at the end, doesn't it? You should act right. So in verse 7, God tells Joshua, again, be strong and courageous. uh, Follow the law. Don't turn from either direction, right or left. You know what? Uh, Someone says, well, how does Joshua do that? being careful to follow the law, as we just already stated. You know what? Even today, it takes courage to obey the scriptures. It takes courage. God's word often calls for us to sacrifice ourselves in various situations. Let me say this tonight. We are not free to selectively, now notice this, pay attention. We are not free to selectively choose or obey what we want to obey. Now some people want to treat it like a fast food restaurant. I'm going to pick and choose what I want. That's not what God's telling Joshua here and it's not what he's telling us today. He said, if you're going to be strong and courageous and obey and be successful, this is what you're going to have to do. That's the call that God's putting out to us today. If you're going to live eternally, you're going to have to obey God's, God's law. The book of law must be in your mouth, he said, meditating on it what? Day and night. Day and night. Being careful to do that is all is written in it. And he says, only then will you be prosperous and have success. I'm going to have to stop right there. Kids are out there waiting.